Welcome to the Radio Plasma Podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Vega, and today I want to welcome a legend, a master, someone who has been the inspiration for a whole generation and today is visiting Holyoke and bringing this vibe to our community in an experience that is going to be important and relevant. And I feel really humbled to welcome Breakbeat Lou. Luis Flores is in the house. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm honored and, and also humbled in the sense of uh, to be among the presence of somebody that's very community based. And I think that's where it stems from. I mean, when I started in this culture is that was the main focus. It was community aspect of, of getting together and doing things as, as a holistic people. And, and, and to see that people still have that, that vision is a beautiful thing to be a part of, for sure. Also, I want to welcome Damani Gordon, who is responsible for having today Breakbeat Lou visiting Holyoke. Hi, Damani, welcome. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. Greetings. It's a pleasure to be on Radio Plasma in the city of Holyoke. So, Lou. Yes, sir. Welcome to Holyoke. <clears throat> welcome to, actually, this is in the area where we are located, and mm -hmm. the South Holyoke area is being lately named also the Puerto Rican Cultural District. Yes, I, I was just informed, which I I'm, I was just, when we were driving through, it was just like going through my hood in the Bronx. I was just, I, it, it seemed very wholesome, very, very familiar, very, uh, you know, uh, connected, for sure. So and then I just went down the street, we saw a license plate that said Puerto Rico, Holyoke. <laughs> I was like, yo, I need a picture of that. <laughs> so it almost definitely seems, like I said, I feel, I don't feel alien, not at all. By, by no means of, of the word, I feel very at home, for sure. So you've been involved with music, production, education, and culture for several years. You started as, as a DJ in the 70s, but then 1974, you... yes. <laughs> and then you became official in the early 80s. Uh, official, uh, started what we call Bedroom DJ in 74. My first paying gig uh, behind turntables, being in front of a crowd was in 1978 that I did a hooky party that I got paid $25, that's to remember that. Uh, from there, as far as uh, the professional aspect beyond that was 1980 when I, did, uh, I started working as a mobile DJ doing more uh, frequent uh, gigs and then also starting production in 1980. The creation of this compilations, the ultimate breakbeats, what it means in retrospective, what it means to you right now, having all this beautiful pieces, these memories, these influential tracks, selections, playlists that have been the story of many in our culture. Well, to me, it's, it was mind blowing because I didn't, I didn't really find out the imprint that we had until I would say 2009, because mm -hmm. I had left in 85, in 95, and I, I didn't come back to, you know, visualizing the scene again to 2009. And the best way that I can describe it in, in, in many, many ways is that we were extremely instrumental for keeping hip-hop hip-hop, meaning that the, the, when we brought out the compilation in 1986, the sampling craze started happening around the same time. And that became what we considered bringing 
the street or the schoolyard or the the park jams back into hip hop because if you notice from 1979 to 1984, 85, it was either a band playing the music or was drum machines. So that organic aspect of the sound or the grittiness that made hip hop what it was was taken out completely until Molly Maul started sampling in 1986 that it became something that you know, change the whole face and the whole texture of hip hop. So to see that that was the inception of what our contribution and what we were able to facilitate to music that started then to becoming the facilitators for music as a whole, because I, somebody by the name of Dan Sharnis did a research in 1995 out of the 52 weeks of Billboard's top number one 37 of those weeks had one or two elements from the Ultimate Breaks and Beats compilation, meaning Janet Jackson would impeach the president. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the 100 dressers in the house tonight, and they just got back from Washington, D.C. I think they got something they want to say. Mariah Carey with Blind Alley. Of all people, Hanson, Umbop, Sample Substitution. So, I mean, to see that kind of thing and to see stuff in commercial, like. You know, the, 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 the Kia commercial with the hamsters, with the, with the, with the cover of Dyke and the Blazers record, and seeing people sample Apache and stuff like that is just is, is overwhelming. And, and, and I'm extremely humbled, but also thankful that we, you know, we were able to be used you know, by God for us to be the facilitators for that particular aspect of music. Another important element that uh, I would like to talk to you mm -hmm. is that you always have been including in the most possible ways your Latino influence, your Latino culture, and of course the Latino music. Well, you got to understand something. I mean, and, and a lot of people may disagree, but I, I would say if it wasn't for, and this is just, I mean, my uh, comprehension and, and memory, the, the culture of hip hop started off of uh, the DJ trying to please the b-boy aspect and most of the b-boys that I can remember in the Bronx at that time were Latinos. So to say that Herc was inspired to create the constant breakbeat flow of music was inspired by these Latino dancers that were in place. And then you have, you know, going the second tier, you have Jazzy J from Soul Sonic Force, it's Panamanian, half Panamanian. Then you got Coco's Brothers, you got Charlie Chase, mm -hmm. you got Fantastic Five, you got Whip a Whip, mm -hmm. Ruby D, Master Rob. Then you got, again, that's, that's, that's the first tier of thing. Then you have, you know, if you, two of the biggest names of rap in New York, Jay-Z and Biggie. Those two guys have one guy in common. His name is Clark Kent. Clark Kent is Panamanian. Mm -hmm. And then you have, as far as the betting of breakbeats, you know, not to my own horn, you have Lenny Roberts, which is the, the, the owner of the label, and then you have myself, Luis Flores, that was the, the tag team that created this. The first big 
rap considered record as far as changing the, the, the game was Soul Sonic Force Planet Rock. Who mixed the record? John Jellybean Benitez. You got guys, you know, in New York, the first guys that were really making rap into mixes, the Latin Rascals. So you have all these little things that have some kind of Latino you know, embedded within the culture itself. When well, you're talking about this, because right now I'm in the process of creating a documentary with, with um, DJ Enough and a few others about the impact of Latinos. Think about this, the, the, the biggest radio, underground radio station in the world ever. Babito, Stretch and Babito. Babito's Latino. Oh yeah, once again, it's that time of the day where the station gets truly funky. But right about now, I've got something special for you. As I speak, this radio station is taking over the airwaves. Follow for now, and do not attempt to change the channel. So you think about it, and again, it's a, it's a, a cohesive collective of both, you know, uh, the whole African, you know, tribe in itself, but from, from the African-American in the, in the States to the Latinos in, in the States that made this culture what it is. And, and, and you think about it this way, the hip hop culture was only possible in New York because of the melting pot of people that were there at that time. You had a little bit of everything in the thing from, from the, the, the toasting, which the Jamaicans brought into the aspect of that. And then you had the dancing, which mainly the Latinos brought in because there's even footage back from 1965 of Tito Rodriguez doing the actual helicopter on the floor mm -hmm. from those things, you know. And, and I, I make it a point to always have historical facts and whenever I, I, I'm able to teach or bring something because, you know, they need to know uh, the true elements of everything that came to about. It wasn't just one dimension. Like people say hip-hop was created in the South Bronx and in reality it wasn't. It was created in the Northeast Bronx. I mean, Northwest Bronx because Herc was living on by uh, Cedric and Cedar. That's North West Bronx, that had nothing to do with the South Bronx. The Cross Bronx divides the Bronx from north to south. Cedric and Cedar is north of the Cross Bronx. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's little misconceptions of things that people tend, and, and it made it good for, for, for stories, for the news. The burning down of the buildings and everything, all the South Bronx, this is what happened. Well, uh, another thing, what we all gang members know, I've never been in a gang in my life, but I've been embedded into the culture since the beginning. So these little things that we need to make clear and everything, and again, one of the biggest things is the Latino aspect from, from using records like Mambo Number no. 5, <laughs> and Coco Acevedo, and, and records like that, you know, that bring that, that essence to the culture that people knew that, you know, there was some kind of Latin flavor within it. Sorry for being long-winded, but I just needed to get all that in. <laughs> that is exactly yeah. what we want to hear, we want to learn. Mm -hmm. For many people, it will be a good way to reconnect and remember. Correct. Because we know with uh, half of the population in this city being Puerto Rican, mm -hmm. many have families or they live in the Bronx mm -hmm. by that time. And they know, they remember. 
but also this is becoming a mission of educating our younger generation about what happened during those times and why this music and why this culture and why these elements are so important and mm -hmm. so significant because it's not just entertainment as many people will think is right now as, mm -hmm. a, as an industry or as Correct. a market. It is a whole cultural movement. Yeah, it's an expressive aspect. You, you think about it. The reason the culture became what it became, <clears throat> I mean, I was there, and there are many, many people that can argue with me in this, and, not, and I'm not saying that in an egotistical way, but I'm saying that in a factual way. I remember in the beginning when I was going to school, we had chorus, we had dance, we had art. By mid seventies, or because of the funding, whatever situation was, was those stuff was being eliminated. Now, us as a people, and I'm saying us as people in general, we are creative and we are driven by this musical aspect. I mean, I can remember we used to have parties in my house for everything, from rent parties to you know, to you know, birthday parties to even flag day parties because we were that kind of expressive kind of a people. So when you have this constant energy of being creative being taken away from you on a regular basis, then you, it's like anything, like, you know, that's a saying, you put any cage, wild animal in a corner, they're gonna re retaliate to survive. And that's what we did. We, 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 we couldn't have anything else, so they took the things away, so we took the concept of, of DJ culture, which started back, <clears throat> I was saying the 60s, doing parties and block parties in, in, in the parks and in closing streets up, and took that concept and brought it into <clears throat> the center and then when we saw the kids gravitating and dancing to this particular part of a record, then Herc said, let me continue that to continue this vibe so this energy stays within the, the and continue the lively aspect of the park continue, the party continue. And then when that happened, then the Cochlear Rock decided to say, you know, yes, yes, y'all, this is my man, Cool Herc, y'all, he's the best, y'all. And that's how, you know, it was those kind of cadence that created the, the whole, the, the trinity of the concept of, of, of hip hop, which is the B-boy, the DJ, and the MC. And then everything else, when you look at it, I don't know, because I, I used to, you know, tag what we call, people call graffiti announcers in 1972. When we started, when those things started popping up, that was the conversation that we were constantly having. It's either, we riding on the train, or did you hear Cold Crush New Tape? That's why the you know the whole thing became like that. So this creative aspect that is is what we call the five elements of hip hop, which one of them we're doing right now, which is the knowledge of it, it is it's been like that since the exception because of the creative aspect as we are as a people. You know, it's like I say this, the same you think about it is is the same creation as a human being. We we need to as human beings to express it by writing, we do. We are very visual, so we like to, we like to see the 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 the, the beautiful colors that's used for the graffiti. We, we like to speak, so that's where you hear the, the, the music. And then what, what drives us the most on hip hop is the beat. And the, the same beat that runs in the thing is the heartbeat that we have in our heart. So, and, and everything flows the same exact way. It's, 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 a, it's a synergy and it's a, it's a connection that is physical, metaphysical, mentally, emotionally, you know, to the point I, I, can, I can play records sometimes because I, I, I believe that you have to be connected with the crowd. There's records I can play sometimes that could literally either give me goosebumps like I'm getting now or bring me to tears because I like the energy that it's bringing out. So when you get emotionally attached to something that you're involved in, it's, it, nothing, nothing but something beautiful can come out of it. This is always the hardest question to do because I myself always throw, just try to fathom the idea of, of an answer. Mm -hmm. What it will be some of your favorite records that you always bring with you? Wow, most definitely there's uh, Begging. And the reason I bring Begging a lot is because uh, the record that I 
I started playing and I had 10 copies that there was my, one of my mom's favorite records. She's no longer with me, but it brings me to always, she's the one that created the love of music in me. So Begging is one record that was in my bag. Just begun, always there. Oh yes, indeed. I like this. I like this. I like this. Hey yo, hot chat. Do me a favor, man. Speed it up a little bit. From the intro, you know I'm so influential, cause I'm glowing like a candle. The focus is so essential, dog. What you trying to get? Apache, always there. Mexican always there, and these are all 45s. It's always in the bag somehow, some way to bring that energy that I could think about it. The, the three pillars of records that, and give it up, turn it loose. There's four records, so those four records is why. Her used to create this culture. So this culture gave me the entity that I've become as far as the mass population of this world knows that. So those are the foundation records that I always tend to bring. And then as far as the personal records, always the begging record, which is the record that belonged to my mom. That to this day, if I get a chance to close out a set, I always close out that record with that. Beautiful. Utilizing 45s, and that, that may sound for some people, especially the youngest, mm. What are you talking about, about a 45? So we're talking about vinyl records, the, the ones that spin at 45 revolutions per minute. So those are the mm -hmm. ones that are smaller. Mm -hmm. And we were just... Uh, Admiring uh, one on the wall. <laughs> one on the wall here at the studio that actually enters stories of the, of the youth that we, that we have here for the workshops on media literacy. They thought it was a CD. And then you told me about that same, that <laughs> same thing happening. Yeah. How is it for you, this feeling of still utilizing 45s? Although I know uh, that you also work with modern and, yeah, and current technology, mm, yeah. but what is the meaning for you to utilize still the 45 RPM record? To me, it, to me it's made the, the warmness of the vinyl to begin with. That's what it is. To me, the 45 is that I, it doesn't make me lazy. With, 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 with Serato, not to this Serato in any way, Everything's at your fingertips. You switch, you switch, you switch. With a 45, and I'm the type of DJ, I don't keep records in order. So my records are in the bag. So if I'm looking for a record, you'll see you'll see tonight when you guys see me, that I'm, I'll pick up a stack of records and look for a record to make sure what's the next record. It's the excitement, the the, the energy, the involvement, the, the you know, thinking on my feet, what record is gonna be the next record that's gonna continue this flow or give this memory to this particular crowd. You see, I work, the way I DJ, there's three things that I, that I go, is my goal for the night. Either you're gonna have sore feet, wet clothes, and a memory. <laughs> so that's my goal, to keep you dancing, to make sure that, that you enjoy your dance, and then when you leave the, the end of the night, you say, damn, Lou played that record that made me, the next time you hear that record, then that's the record that Lou played that night, and, and I was doing such a thing. 
And there's some records that I'm going to play to them that people haven't heard in ages. So that's the kind of thing that I invoke to people that I want to do. I want to give that person that memory that will last the next time they hear my name or see my name. So they say, damn, I remember when Lou came here and did that. And this is what I call an inspirational DJ. When music comes because of the vibe of the place, the vibe of the moment, that's what makes the set come up and you mm -hmm. breathe this vibe and make the next track that everybody is going to keep enjoying for, exactly. for as long as the night goes on. Exactly. And this is what I say to up and coming DJs. If you're going to play for yourself, stay in your bedroom, look in the mirror and play like that. If you want to play for a crowd, pay attention to that crowd. Respect the music, love the music, love the culture. And, and the way I see it this way, they have this, what I call this Tourette style of DJ now, that they'll play a record for 10 seconds and then switch to the next record. I think it's an injustice, because I know the records from the era that we come from, or even a new era, there's guys that take it serious, that it takes you literally blood, sweat, and tears to make a song. How much of an injustice is to play a song 10 seconds when it took this person their whole career practically to make this record and to make that hit? To me, that's a disrespect. So I tend to let the records breathe. And, and that's why people tend to book me because when they know they come to see me, they know they're going to get an experience and a memory at the end of the night. We are having this conversation with Brick Big Lou. Luis Flores mm -hmm. here in the house. And now I want to ask a couple of questions to Damani. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for bringing Lou to Holyoke and having this opportunity to talk with him and also to enjoy the magic of music through his hands and inspiration in this event that is happening at Gateway City Arts, the vinyl sessions. So how this came to be? Yes, uh, thank you for having us. I'm very, it's a pleasure and I'm honored to have um, just, just, uh, just a legendary uh, breakbeat Lou here. Um, this came in a place, uh, it was an organization um, I started along with my mom called Genuine Culture LLC. Um, we're based out of Holyoke and um, it's based on music, art, and culture. Um, one of our um, slogans is connecting culture through generations. Um, now, I, I just, you know, ever growing up around music, jazz musicians, and soul and funk, and my, my mom being from New York, my dad being from Philly, music has always been a strong part of just my upbringing, my culture, and specifically hip hop. And, you know, I, I've always heard the name since I was younger of Breakbeat Lou, didn't really understand what was going on. And, um, you know, as I, you know, you do the knowledge, you do the research, I understood that, you know, just the impact of the ultimate breaks and beats compilations on just music and culture in general is huge. Um, Breakbeat Lou was playing in um, Boston, I think it was back in April. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I knew I had to make the ride to go, you know, check check him out for sure. And when I'm there, got got a chance to meet him. And, you know, we had the genuine culture thing going on. And, and Lou was just so um, approachable and just, just that real genuine spirit. And um, we connected from there. And, and now we're here. Uh, the Vinyl Sessions event in Holyoke. Yeah. I'm going to say just to, not, you know, it wasn't not, you know, he's giving himself a little too light. And, I mean, he was aggressive enough and... and and forthcoming and, and bringing across the vision for what uh, his organization does to the me. Like I was saying, you know, there's things that I that I do. That of course, there's a monetary aspect to it that I <clears throat> that you charge accordingly. But when you come to me with a with a with a with a vision of 
being a, a giving back kind of organization and, 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 and trying to reach the community aspect, there was no way I could say no. And really, you know, and that's why I told him, I said, he asked me how much, I said, make me an offer. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, because I mean, we all have to live, that's why we put it, make me an offer, and we make it, and we, there was no haggling, you no. gave me a thing, and there was, yeah. that's all it was. And, and he's, he's worked with me in every which way. Like right now, I'll come from New York, he, he, he offered to go pick me up in New York, and I, I said, you know, I was like, okay, cool, no problem. I said, no, nah, let me meet him in Connecticut. So I met him, how long, how far from here? I, I yeah. met him at uh, Bradley International. I met him at airport. When something, when somebody comes with, with the genuineness of, of caring for what they're doing, then, you know, I heard a saying a long time ago, blessed the flexible that they're bending the lunar break, and that's the way that you have to do with situations like this. So I, 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 I commend him and his mom for, for the beautiful organization that it is, and, and, and I would commend you guys here for what you're doing here. I'm, I, I could genuinely say that this, I'm humble because this, this is something that is, is something that's giving back. It's not just for ratings or, or sponsorship or, or advertising, whatever it is, because I get all that around the world. I get all that on a regular basis. You know, the name carries weight, and I understand that, but the true essence of what this life is about is to continually, you know, I, I live by two slogans, one that's not mine, one that, that I, you know, thought about on my own, always a student and remain teachable. And and how we, if we are to have the youth want to embrace those, then we got to lead by example. So if you're willing to lead by example, then I have to be approachable with one. I have to be willing to listen to what they're saying, and I have to be willing to learn because we we haven't we don't learn everything in this world. No matter how old we are, we can learn. You know, from from the youngest you know baby in the world, we can learn something, and 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 that's what I, I I'm thankful, and that's why when he told me about his podcast, I said let's do this. That's why I came as early as I came to 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 the to your beautiful town just to to be part of of this of this beautiful concept that you guys have here. You were mentioning actually before uh, getting started this mm-hmm. this session uh, that you decided to return into the music world because of youth. Yeah, I, I literally I was working for a major uh, international bank. I was making six figures. I had left the game in '95. I dibbled in a couple of things. I went into real estate for a little bit and, and property managing, and then I started working at this bank. And having two two young men at the time in, in the teens before my daughter became a teen, you know, starting to see what they were going through and and their friends and seeing how how Generation X was being shunned or forgotten about or not cared about, and and you know, you think about it when you have a generation that the, the government doesn't care much about, the authorities don't care too much about, the parents are taking uh, their their. The, the true right away and, and, and the kids are running amok and running by on their own. They, they can't even, you know, the schools don't don't approach, don't don't appreciate them. The church doesn't even appreciate them. So what what are they supposed to do? If we don't have the proper guidance, the each one teach one attitude, then who are they gonna go to? They're gonna go to themselves. And you know, there's always saying in the Bible the blind, the blind fall in the ditch. So when you have that kind of situation, I could not see me being able to be relatable to my my children. And, and, and only be related to that and then see their friends being still lost also. As a human being, I mean, us from, as you know, this is saying, it takes a village. Yeah. 
it takes a village. And you know, as, us as Puerto Ricans and, 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 and blacks, if you go to a hood, <laughs> Miss Johnson told you, yo, you better chill. You better chill. Miss Johnson can hit you upside your head and then God forbid you say something Miss Johnson, your mom's gonna hit you upside the head right on top of what time Miss Johnson hit you. So that's the way I grew up. Mm-hmm. So when I started seeing that, it literally took a lot for me two years of thinking and praying and saying, I, I gotta go back to what I've been called for. So I left a six-figure job and came back into this because I knew, fine, I'm not saying that there wasn't no selfish, because I love playing music, I love it, that's all that good, but the the bigger picture, when I, when I was invited to go speak at a seminar at NYU, humbling, when I, when I got the, the opportunity to, to go to Cornell and teach a lecture there and then become part of the advisory uh, committee for the hip hop collection, incredible. When I got to go to Stanford University in, 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 uh, in Northern California, you know, when I got people that, you know, like the, the producers of the of producers in, in this game, when they put an attentive ear to when I speak about certain things, you, you can't, you can't, you know, you can't replace that one to go. I went to this community center in San Jose I went in there the first time. I went the first five minutes. I was talking about thing. The kids were looking at me like, "What is this old guy talking about?" But when they see that I kept mm-hmm. going to them and I kept asking them, then I was asking them questions. I was supposed to be there for fifteen minutes. I was there for an hour and forty-five minutes, and the kids followed me outside the door. Mm-hmm. So when you have that kind of, uh, of appreciation and that kind of love, how can how can you you know turn your back on that? Mm-hmm. So I, I, as much as I would, like I was him and I were talking as much as. The six figures a, a year hurt not having any more, but the joy that I know that I might have changed one child's life, priceless, mm-hmm. priceless. And also you are helping the Puerto Rican people. You've been involved in recent events happening, two, uh, two parties, and one of them, uh, the, the party that Rosie Perez is- uh, That was yesterday, that, which was an incredible thing. I mean. The, what, what was incredible about that is that that party was going to raise money for that, and somebody from the Bronx said, whatever amount of people, amount of money you get there, I'll multiply it by five. So there was about 240, I think it was like 200, 240 people there, $10 a pop. So that's $2,400, so he multiplied it by five. Mm-hmm. Same thing on Monday. Monday we had, you know, with the who's who of things from Louis Vega to Ruben Blades to... Tony Touch to uh, one of the guys from CNC Music Factory, the whole thing, that was another thing. Packed house, you know, and, and again, I, I charge, you know, high four figures for what I do, to donate my time for that. Somebody to want to come play, to see me, and willing to donate money for a cause also, well, how can you not? How can you not? And the thing is, and there's another thing, not, and I don't want to say this boastfully, but there's, there was a guy which needs to be spoken about. This guy named Yangzi Gonzalez in Puerto Rico. He's a base out of San Juan. He, on his own accord, decided to go to the campos because well, that's the places that people were reaching and literally ran out of money himself. And you know, he said, people saying, yo, you know, can we send you something? He goes, the best thing you can do is send money, put it in my PayPal and I can go to this place and I'll document everything that I go to. I had an auction on Instagram personal pieces of mine of UBB memorabilia for $300 and and I'm gonna say his name and I know he's, you know, the 
an Irish guy from the group House of Pain, the lead MC mm. Everlast, said, "Take it off. I'm giving it right now." And he goes, "And I'm adding money on top of that." That's what it's about. At the end of the day, it's like I, I just created a hashtag together for Puerto Rico, but it has to be together for everything. Because at the end of the day, as a people, we are created as a people. There's no, and, and if you take all the skin off, we're all the same and the same, you know. And 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 you know how we say the island, Avendito, that we care so much, that's what we're all about. We have, I grew up and I was raised by two strong women, my mom, my grandmother. And I must not take anything away from my father, but my mom and my grandmother were my pillars. And they always show me to be the generous person, to to be caring person, and that's all I can be. I can't be no other way. I don't know how to be any other way. Not to say that I'm perfect. I'm far from perfect. Do I have my set my selfish uh, attributes at times? Of course, because the human is to do that. But my mind, my main goal and my mindset is never to shun anything that I can help. I try to be as, as as best as I can be with anybody that I can be in any aspect. Because I know at the end of the day, there's always somebody that's always looking at me and saying, what are you doing down there? <laughs> yeah. and, and and that's it, man. And we have to stick together. And, and again, I applaud your guys because, again, I do what I do, but you guys do this every day. This is not an easy situation. And 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 you, what they call on the front lines of the of the battlefield, there's nothing more precious than that, and, and I and I commend you, and and, and and I literally bow down to the work that you guys are doing. Music is what brings us together, mm -hmm. what makes us feel united, and and makes us feel. Mm -hmm. And that is the beauty of music. It creates such connections and ways to go beyond any word. It's it's action. It's energy. Mm, exactly. And I feel that we're going to be really lucky to enjoy that vibe and that energy at this event, yes. the vinyl sessions with Breakbeat Lou visiting Holyoke. And I, I feel this could be actually the beginning of a good follow up a series of, of activities and connections because I feel the inspiration that you bring by being here today. It will be the beginning of something for And I'm, I keep thinking about our youth to discover and learn about what they love, what they like in the music that they are listening to and keep digging more into where this music comes from. What is the meaning? How it connects with your family, with your history, with your background, with your culture, with yourself. It goes beyond mm -hmm. what you think just in the surface. And it all starts by people like you, Lou, being here, bringing all this package of learning experiences and wisdom and, and good vibes to make this happen. So it's a, it's a process that I, I hope that it keeps growing up. Well, almost definitely. I, I, I think, you know, you, you take, like you said, music is, is, what it is what connects us. You think about it, one of the first forms of communication long distance was a drum. Mm -hmm. So how much more relevant should it be that we can communicate in the same way with music? Me, like I told, I, I, like I was telling Damani, I said, I don't think this will be my last time here. I wouldn't mind coming here for other stuff and other situations, even, you know, on a, on a grander scale with even involving the universities to to show that it could be a, a, a holistic approach into, I mean, you got Holyoke, maybe a holistic mm -hmm. approach to everything that, that can be taken because it, it has to be something that... It, it brings you know as many people together as possible because they're always going to have the stragglers that don't want to be involved, and that's their loss. 
but you you don't let that determine what you want to do. And you continue. If it takes only one person that wants to be and do the work, then it's one person. If it takes ten people, then let the ten people. Then we we share the load, and that's what it could be. At the end of the day, is that I think we are responsible for what the future looks like somehow, some way, and and whatever we decide to plant is what's going to grow. And if we decide to plant weeds, then we're going to get weeds. If we decide to plant beautiful flowers, then that's what you're going to get. And I think that's what that's where it determines how we're going to, what seeds are we going to take and embed into these youth and for to see how they're going to grow. Any last remarks you have? All I say, man, is you have to get away from the tunnel vision and open your horizons to what's in front of you. That's the way that I can see because I guess, you know, the future is the youth and we have to embrace and be willing to teach, but as well be willing to learn. Breakbeat Lou in the house. Also, Demani, thank you so much for making this happen, for, for being here, for giving this much to the community and bringing good vibes, especially in these times where we are going through so much mm -hmm. yes. and we need to take a little break mm -hmm. just to reconnect, get that energy and keep that focus mm -hmm. to continue the battle and, mm -hmm. and, and make our community to continue thriving. That's right. Yes, sir. Thank you so much Thank to you. Break Thank Big you. Blue, the money. Thank for being you. here in our, in our session in the Radio Plasma podcast. And remember, Break with Lou is performing at Gateway City Arts in this vinyl sessions. And we're going to continue following up. And actually, I'm going to put a little bit of the tracks that Lou mentioned during, during this session about the records he always brings. Mm -hmm. So that way you can have a little taste of what's going on. That's right. So this is the Radio Plasma podcast. And this episode was recorded and produced here at the Plasma Media Lab in the Gandara Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>